Our scripture today comes from Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 55. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by her Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the, for the mighty one has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones. He lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and he has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, and in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and his descendants forever. The Lord of God for the people of God. Please pray with me. Holy and gracious God, send your spirit upon us, that as your scripture has been read and your word is proclaimed, we may hear with joy what it is you have to say to us this day. Amen. Very, very fitting that Matt, I mean the Christmas tree, was talking about traditions today in um, our children's Moments. I wanted to start out talking a little bit about traditions, our Christmas traditions. It is Advent, and interestingly, this year we kind of have a shortened Advent. Do you feel that? Um, because our fourth Sunday of Advent is actually Christmas Eve, so we kind of lose a whole weekend of Advent. So I hope that by now um, you have settled into your holiday traditions and found some moments of joy in the midst of all of the busyness and just kind of smushed in with one less week this year. I've been enjoying so much our church traditions, which have taken up the first two Sundays of Advent this year, our children's program a couple of weeks ago, Advent Festival. Last week was our Christmas cantata. Oh, all of those things bring me such joy. And just this past Friday, we had our preschool Christmas program, which is always a spectacle of preciousness and chaos. Like <laughs> it is something to behold. December is also a time of tradition on social media. I don't know if you've experienced these sorts of things. Um, Specifically in my circle of friends, there is a tradition of the hotly debated topic among my clergy colleagues about the song, Mary Did You Know? Do you know, you know Mary Did You Know? You know the song? Mary Did You Know? Yep. 
Here are just a few of the memes that I enjoy during this fun tradition. All right, so they're a little blurry. So this one says, me, anytime, Mary, did you know, comes on the radio. Yes, says the elf. Mary, did you know? Yep, kinda did. Mary, did you know? Yes, Gabriel told me. And then, Mary, did you know? She did. Reference Luke 1, 26 through 35. And then my favorite. <laughs> it's funny, right? All right, you can take the, go to the next slide. Emery, thank you. Now, don't get me wrong. If you love this song, love it. Love it. I do not mean to ruin it for anyone today. I personally think there are some really lovely versions of Mary Did You Know, and I particularly love the pentatonics one. It's just that, especially if you have, you know, a biblical theology degree, it doesn't make much sense. <laughs> because we hear in the scripture that, yes, she did know. At least she knew some of it. At its best, the song is pretty and nostalgic. But at its worst, it's biblically inaccurate, misogynistic, and treats Mary like a child with no thoughts or advocacy of her own. Because Mary knew. And we have the proof in Luke chapter 1 and in our scripture today. The Magnificat, it's called. This song of Mary or Annunciation of Mary. It's a powerful poem that proclaims the joy and the salvation of the Lord. That the Lord will never forget the people and will offer deliverance to all the earth. We hear in the scripture today that Elizabeth and Mary are overwhelmed with their joy at this truth. That God truly was sending a savior for this people. And this was not a shallow, easy, fa-la-la joy. This was joy felt in the midst of deep grief and suffering. As a people, the Israelites had been displaced and oppressed and even held as captives and slaves throughout their history. And the generational trauma has left the people weary and corporately depressed. There has been a promise, a promise of deliverance for years and years and years and years. And many had lost hope. And so this movement, this happening, this pregnancy, this long-awaited child brought a thrill of hope. Could it be? Could the salvation of the ages be upon these women? The baby John and Elizabeth's womb said yes and leapt for joy. Angel visits and messages from God proclaimed this was all real, and these women were empowered with the great joy of this 
wonderful truth. The scripture then that we read here in Luke is no small story. This is earth shattering, world turning, exceptional and spectacular news. And it's no small thing that it's the women that hold the fullness of the story. In a world where the only gender with power at that time were men, and where Elizabeth's priest husband, Zechariah, had literally lost his voice in awe and disbelief, Mary finds her voice and proclaims the good news with fervor and anticipation. But this is more than a giddy sharing between women. As one commentary proclaims, Mary's song is so subversive in its cultural, socioeconomic, and political implications, it has been banned many times throughout history, in modern history. When the British ruled India, the Magnificat was prohibited from being sung in churches. Similarly, during the Dirty War in Argentina, after the mothers of disappeared children posted their pictures at the Capitol Plaza with the words of the Magnificat, the military junta banned all public displays of the song. Too much hope, they decided is a dangerous thing because hope and the joy that it brings can cause change in the world. It can upend unjust systems. It can bring oppressive hierarchies to their knees. Broken and exploited peoples can be saved and cherished and lifted up with hope and joy. It is God's promise. And part of our work of humanity is to lend our voice to the expression of hope and joy that promotes mercy and goodwill so powerful that the world can't help but change. This last week I was having cocktails with a clergy friend of mine and our conversation turned to Christmas. They were telling me that they just don't feel Christmassy this year. I was like, oh, it's probably just that we have one less week of Christmas or of Advent. I'm not bitter about this, you know, calendaring at all. But they weren't feeling Christmassy, and they said, I mean, it's okay. It's just a different kind of year. And I've heard this echoed in other conversations and articles, actually, I think that definitely the Israel-Hamas war cast a big shadow over our Christmas story with songs like, O Little Town of Bethlehem, and refrains like, Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Feeling a little bit different this year, maybe feeling uncomfortable instead of bringing us comfort. 
We are so inundated with the pain in our world, war and conflict, sickness and sudden death, broken relationships, job layoffs, piles of bills, that the joy can be difficult to find in the midst of it all. Just yesterday, Nadia Bowles-Weber wrote a blog post about her lack of joy this season. And then she ends with this reminder. A gentle reminder, she says, that Christ will be born on Christmas with or without us feeling Christmassy. Because the pattern of time, this story, these rituals and practices and songs have gone on long before us and will continue long after us. Sometimes we are floating in the river of faith, just swimming in it and feeling the transcendent warmth of the season. And other times we seem to be standing in just half inch of the stuff, not even enough to cover our feet. But the power of the river, its source and its destination changes not at all. And both things, submerged in and barely having our feet in, are the same. There's no ranking system at work here. One is not better than the other. One does not count more. That's not how this thing of faith works. And thank God for that. So just like the carols proclaim, it is a season of joy, of hope, of love and of peace. But that doesn't mean that the season depends on our feelings to be in line with those things. Those gifts are the promises of God. And God promises to shower those gifts on people who feel them and people who do not. God's gifts are abiding and eternal and exist beyond us as well as within us. And I think that's something that Mary knew as she was holding a baby in her womb, embraced within her body, and yet this child would be for the whole world salvation. In the midst of the online, Facebook, social media, um, you know, kind of debate around the song, Mary, Did You Know, a friend shared these alternate words attributed to Jennifer Henry. Mary, did you know that your ancient words would still leap off our pages? Mary, did you know that your spirit's song would echo through the ages? Did you know that your holy cry would be a subversive word? That the tyrants and the trembling tyrants would be trembling when they know your truth is heard? Mary, did you know that we hear your voice for the healing of the nations. Mary, did you know your unsettling cry can help renew creation? Did you know that we need your faith 
the confidence of you. May the God that you believed in be so true. Mary, did you know? Yeah. I pray these have been the words of the Lord for us this day. Amen.